May 11, 2022, it's the Watt Pedro Show. Really enjoyed it, too. I sure enjoyed working with Mark. You think that was a turning point, really, in your in your playing career? Well, I don't know. I don't know whether it was a turning point. About that time, I uh, I made I made a decision, you know, like uh, myself. That's when I uh, stopped drinking and all this. And I was able to play better right then, you know. Did you used to drink heavily? Yeah. So by the time that he started the group, I stopped drinking, you know. Found I could, everyone, that helped me in all kinds of ways when I started drinking. I could play better and sing better, everything. And his music was, I was stimulant. <laughs> Stand up. 
Watt for Pedro show. Uh, it's our 21st uh, birthday, right, Brother Matt? Yeah. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. We've been doing this now 21 years. So. How many shows in that 21 years now? Oh, Christ. Uh, they're all archived. Yeah, they're all, they're all at TWFPS.com. They are all, all, they all are archived. I should tell the people what we heard. Uh, first, we heard August Bloom talk to John Coltrane more about playing with Thelonious Monk it's back in 1958. You can hear August Bloom's wife doing the dishes. And then we had Sex Pod with Go. And speaking of Sex Pod, we got Alice Hassan. Uh, where, 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 you, where are you talking to us from? Well, um, we're in New Jersey. We, uh, I live in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, and Pony um, lives in Asbury Park. So I play there. Some a place called the Stone Pony. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is many years ago. It was with Porto for Pyros, which I might be playing with oh, again right next week. But it was like twenty-five years ago, <laughs> twenty-six years ago. That's killer. Yeah, really. Yeah, really the great. Still, still, still kicking with great music. Okay, and then I played uh, some other places too, like uh, I can't remember now, Speedway or Thunderbird Cafe or the, the Saint. The, the Saint. Saint's over. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, and maybe the Fast Lane. You may have fast Lane. Out. That's it. Yeah. yeah uh, rain came through the roof once, <laughs> and we had to stop the show because it was dangerous. So I wanna. Yeah, sounds I'm, right. I want to learn about your, uh, so does Brother Matt, I want to learn about your uh, journey through, through music. So who wants to go first? Alice, you can go first. Oh, boy. Um, Alice, <laughs> I, uh, please, bring, please bring your earliest musical memory. My earliest, oh, wow. My earliest musical memory probably was dancing at a camp that my father was the camp director of and uh, they set uh, a lot of dance parties there and i remember dancing to like the jackson five and james brown and uh, um diana ross and the supremes and gladys knight and all of that kind of uh soul music those were my earliest memories of music that i can think of and then i i remember at one point my dad really digging bob dylan and i couldn't understand it at all so i was too young <laughs> to get it <laughs> I was like, what is this that you're listening to? Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, obviously genius, but I didn't get it at that point. Uh, what about uh, in the house? Was there any musical instruments? Um, we had a piano growing up. I grew up in Hoboken um, in New Jersey, so we had a piano and we were really looking that way and we had we always had a guitar hanging around and then I, I studied flute in um, my grammar school years I probably picked that up at around 11 I don't know 10 something like that I don't know how old I was um, I didn't start playing bass until I was probably around 20 uh, but I, I instantly could play like I picked up a bass and I was in a band immediately like it just kind of happened and that first band was called Gut Bank. Um, can, can I ask you about the piano thing? Did you have the nightmare sure. with the piano teacher? I did. I mean, she was very sweet, but I had no interest in playing that kind of like, I just wasn't, I'm not a good student. I don't think I was ever really a good student. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I did okay in school, but I, I just wasn't, I, it, a lot of that stuff didn't interest me. So learning how to play what somebody else wanted me to play was not interesting to me. Even the flute thing? Um, I mean, and that was a little bit different, I think, because I had, you know, when, when I was in like the high school band or the junior high school band, there was a teacher who was not, he was much young, mong, younger and a lot of the teachers that I had had in the past, and he was like, he was super, um, like, he he understood the music of the day, right? So he was, he just sort of brought like a more lively sense of, you know, like some funk and, um, you know, he even like wrote his own music, he composed music that the band played. So it was a lot, it was a lot more fun for me to play in that sense. Um, and then I did dabble a little in guitar and I still dabble a little in guitar and I, I don't know why, like I can, I can practice every day and I never seem to get better. (laughs) What was the first um, record you bought with your own money? Uh, I think it was like the B-52s. Um, I don't remember the, the, it might've been the first one was like yellow cover. I was probably like 17 or 18 at that point i didn't really have we didn't i didn't have like a lot of money growing up so you know we were comfortable but i didn't really have like extra or you know making big music purchases or anything uh what was the first gig you saw Uh, the first gig i saw well that's that's a tough question because i um i grew up down on the street from a club called maxwell's in Hoboken. And um, I would just go there all the time. So I like I I seen so many bands, and that so that was probably like one of the, one of the first places that I went to see live music. You didn't go to any uh, no arena rock shows. No, I'm 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 um, I'm I have this like I'm I was afraid of crowds, so I didn't even though I was like ten minute away from Madison Square Garden. I actually didn't go to the garden until I was in my 30s to go to see shows. And then <laughs> and the first show I went to see was Kiss at the garden. And it was like 30-something years old, which was pretty funny. But, and you said you but, started bass at 20 years old, and you were yeah, right that yeah. you were in a band right away. Now, now what made you pick yeah. bass? Um, I, you know, I... I always felt connected to that instrument and I really wanted to, you know, explore something different. I've always written music in my head and I think I just needed a vehicle, you know, to, to write it on, um, which guitar would have made more sense, but I, I picked bass and I, and I did, um, I was in a band with a woman called Karen Cool and she was in both Gut Bank and Sex Pod. Those were my first two bands and we'd met in Montclair State College in New Jersey. And she's like, oh, it's just so hard to find a bass player. And then that, that weekend I had gone out um, to a club, I think it was a mud club in New York City, and I saw this band called ESG. And I was like, Great band. You know what? I think I'm, yeah, they're amazing. Band. I think they were all sisters and then a cousin, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I just felt really inspired after that show. And I, and I kind of walked away feeling more... Um, empowered and and it it honestly you know i just really felt like i could do it and i I could do it (laughs) so i did it 
I remember their yeah. first record. It was great. ESG, yeah. Emerald, Silver, yeah. and Gold. Kind of moody, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Were kind of moody, yeah. Bass and drums yeah. and. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about flute. You know what? You know what? Blues song has a lot of flute in it. Canned yeah. heat going out to the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. There's flute all over that thing. That's crazy. That guy, I think he was from Boston or something. But man, he knew the blues. I think he died in Topanga Canyon of conch sack on Downs accident. Reds or something. But let's get back to you. Okay, what was your first bass? My first bass was, uh, <laughs> I think it was like some Sears model, like, um, <laughs> what do you call this? Like, not a secondhand shop, like a pawn shop. It was like some pawn shop. Yeah, sure. Bass, and then it, it, was, it didn't sound very good. And then eventually I saved up and I got, uh, it was called a Vantage bass. It's some, some like Japanese <laughs> style bass, which I actually still have. I'm giving it to a friend. Um, and then after I outgrew that one, I got a custom made bass by this guy called Rinaldo in Union City, um, who, uh, you know, he just sort of became a guy that I looked up to and he's a luthier and just, uh, played that bass and it was amazing. And I played that for years and now I've been playing a GNL for like 20 years and it's my favorite bass. Real friend. I don't need yeah. anything other than that. And what about what about lessons? Did you take lessons? I never did. No, I never took a lesson. Okay, so <laughs> auto auto didact. No, that's great. I'm just curious. I ask these questions to everybody, and especially bass. I'm kind of uh, biased. I want to play uh, some more of the sex pod you sent me. Foot on the gas. Right on.
sensitive scaffolder speaks in a whisper, puts up and swears down, a worldwide web and the gob. Solace is the grounded skip, shady space to hide from the roof by magpies, which are really sweary bolts of sunblocking bravado, flinching muscle dripping off the scaffold sky. The shy scaffold maker climbs inside to softly submerge in the perpetual skip. The skip that's deeper than words, which are really bouncing balls that never rest. In the rubbish is eternal peace, a chamber without echo. The shouts soften. Drills recede. On relaxing rubble and soothing broken window frame, splinters stab a heavenly pain. On shattered bricks, the crumbs of which sweeten up the skin. beneath 
the chin, the freshly laundered sheet of leaded glass. The rubble of dreams keep pouring in. The world is a skip, and they are many, and we are done.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Sex Pod, Foot on the Gas. Then from XV, I used to have a perfect mouth. Eric Don Lyle and Vice Cooler, Erica, I'm sorry, Erica, and Vice Cooler with Kathleen Hanna doing Mirrorball. That's brand new. Noemi Bucci with Talking So Loud. Schooner out of Canada with Proto. Angry Silence with Dark End of the Street. Midex featuring Akiko Matsuura sent to work. April Clocks with the, the Gentle slash I'd Rather Be Dreaming. Then Part One, The Chairman's Portrait. Uh, part One of the Satanic Slumber Party. This is Tropical Fuckstorm and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Rubber O Cement. It's in this fucking title. Changing a NASA D. <laughs> Carl, Carl Raider, Gasket, in Utero, A, Rec, Space, B, Utero, Oof, Delt, Echo. That's a fucking tough. <laughs> Rubber, oh, Smith. I just saw Grucks last week. And then finally, Sean Pony Heath with East of Eighth. That's a perfect uh, Sugui. Okay. So, Sean, you're next. T please bring your earliest musical memory. My earliest musical memory. So I grew, I'm from South Africa originally, and I grew up on a small holding where my grandfather had a plant nursery. And I remember walking through the plants and I would hear the women that would work on the plant nursery singing, and they'd be like far away from each other and they'd just be harmonizing. Um, so that's some of the earliest memories, and in this grandfather, in his the front room of his house, my grandmother had a, like a big black piano, and then when all of the family was fighting with each other in the other room, I'd be sitting in front of the piano, plonking away at it. That's my first memory. Now, did you have the piano teacher uh, thing that Alice did? So, I'm... I. My, when I was about eight or nine, my grandfather bought me a piano because I had in, in my mother's house, we had a, I don't know if you know, a Hammond chord organ. Sure. Where it, the, it, the one where you had to plug it in, switch it on and wait for the two weeks to warm up before it would make a sound. Sure. Um, so I started on that and then I went to the primary school I went to. My mother had found me a piano teacher and they started me off training classically, but I would, um, I didn't have any interest in doing the theory part of it. So, um, 
the teachers just continually got sick of me from not doing my theory homework and playing by ear. And um, yeah, and then I went on to live music instead of classical. And yeah, so that's me. <laughs> no, the, the, a lot of people on the show have very bad experiences with the piano teacher thing. Some people, it almost chased them away from music, you know? Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. First record you bought with your own money, please. First record I bought was based on the cover. It was a CD, and it was... <laughs> um, the artist is called Corona, and the song is... The, the album was called uh, the, rhythm, this, this is the Rhythm of the Night. And it was a techno record, and I bought it purely because there was a beautiful black woman on the cover laying on purple satin with a giant purple ring on her finger, and that was my first record. Wow. Wow. And what was the first gig you saw? Um, so, growing up in South Africa once again, access to live shows and that kind of stuff is, is different than here, but the first big, big, big international act I saw was, um, my aunt took me to go see Dr. Alban. Um, yeah, and it was it was huge, and I lost my shoe. I think I was eight. Only one shoe, <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and somehow on the way out of the gig, the guy at the door, they had found my shoe and handed me my shoe. I got my shoe back. Oh, so great. I watched the whole Honest. gig without my shoe, and then I got my shoe back. <laughs> you, you, you just lent it out to him for a little bit. Yeah, I had my shoe there. <laughs> now, uh, what about uh, after school? I'm not talking about graduating, but in the afternoon, did you uh, basement band, bedroom band, garage band? Uh, yes, Alice yes, jumped ahead on that, so she, she told me about... <laughs> Just getting yeah. into that, but did you do that? Yes, I. Um, when I was in my teens, um, I was in a couple of very unsuccessful rock bands, um, and we had at my mom's house. We had like a. It was a garage, but it was. It's more of like a just a, a roof, just like a a covering for a car to park underneath, and we would we would play there because it was a small holding so we could be extremely loud with no care to the neighbors great so, and we played h horrible rock music but it was and, and what instrument were you on piano or organ no there i was just uh, um i was just the vocalist and then but i would very poorly try to write on guitar and then the other guy um would refine the work and then I would just be standing there overexerting my vocals. It was only a do it was just a duet? No, it was it was a full band. There was a bassist, there was a rhythm guitar, there was a lead guitar, there was drums. Um what, what was this band called? Okay, its first iteration was Beth. Um, so Nick Cave wrote a book called um, And the Arse or the Angel and one of the main characters is Beth and we named the band after that and then some members left and we felt we need to change the name and it was called Beautiful Disgrace and then some members changed again and then the drummer who's a complete idiot um, he <laughs> said he wanted to call the band Splooch 
Spooch. <laughs> so that was the last iteration. Super cool, you know, because what's your band name? Splooch. That really gets the ladies. That's <laughs> 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 not instant lady bag yeah yeah, yeah yeah magnet so, yeah, so obviously that didn't go very far because well pollution lights didn't work <laughs> but this is south africa time right yeah. so when do you come here yeah i came to america when i was 23 um so that was maybe like in 2008 okay. so um yeah my it's it's weird though because when i came to america it's that the sense of celebrity or musicians or and just famous people it, it's different there than here because here you run the possibility of because i came to new york city and i accidentally once headbutt rufus wainwright and for me coming from south africa it, it's like you never you don't run into these people or get to headbutt them um, yeah I was, I was going through my bag walking into a coffee shop and I didn't see where I, where I was going, and I headbutt someone accidentally, and I look up, and it's Rufus Wainwright. Oops! <laughs> Man, people, yeah, I I, I, at least I, you were I looking through your sack. I hate people like they're looking at their leash. <laughs> right? <laughs> people are so addicted to these things. I, they, they, yeah. I can't believe it. And it's not just uh, electronic nerd people. It's like your average yeah. Joe has got the leash. And his eyes glued, they got to whoop him out every spare second they got. And I think it's the reason why this, I just did two months of tour, and the driving was so bad. And I think it's part of it. They got their leash. That's why they're not using turn signals, too. Yeah. You can't hold the yeah. wheel and the leash and use the turn signal at the same time. So what, we got to put policemen in every car to keep people from doing this? Yeah. They're probably doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mean to sound like uh, the old guy who's running after the trains. You're going too fast. <laughs> I mean, I know things come, but uh, I'm just happy to hear that you were searching through your sack and not tied yeah. to your leash. Yeah, I was, I, I, was looking, I was looking for some. I was looking for my leash. You're looking for your leash. Yeah, that's it. Okay, look, we're at the end of the first hour, May 11, 2022. Birthday edition. Yeah. What Peter show brother Matt. Hold tight for hour two. May 11, 2022. It's the second hour of the What for Pedro show.
Lobster Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Alice Genesee, Save Me. And then Lee Scratch Perry featuring IS, uh, LSK, I'm sorry. Many Names of God. Blood Quartet, brand new with Counterclock World. Terremoto with Implant Jammer. Floating Problems. A Bean Counters. A po uh, uh, not Apology. Uh, apologia. Yeah, fuck that up. <laughs> Further set with Coda, <laughs> Oregon, or Origin, O-R-O-G-E-N, people. These people are too sophisticated for me. Societal Eye, Ray Shin with Put Your Blinders On, and Sean Pony Heath with Hallelujah. I still love you. So now I want to get to the part of the show where we learn how you guys got together and started making music. Um, so <laughs> I was I, 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 actually I was introduced to Alice um, by her brother, who I met her brother because I was yelling at him about flying a drone, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't appreciate him taking pictures with the drone. So I I was yelling at him, and then later we became friends. And then he introduced me, and he said. Um, you know, I have a sister, and uh, she's a musician, and maybe you guys should meet up and, you know, try and work on some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, everyone has a sister who's a musician, you know. And she's <laughs> I don't. Very, she's I have two sisters, fine. and they're not musicians. <laughs> <laughs> she has aspirations of being a singer, and she needs a piano player. That's basically what he's saying. So oh. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't push the subject. Uh, eventually, I... Months later, I did meet her, and we became friends, and I had no idea. I had no idea the career this woman has had or her ability. <laughs> and we were, were, were friends, and it never really, the music thing, we talked about music we like, but never about, like, oh, let's try something together. Um, that only happened, like, a while after, and then eventually, I don't know who said it but we were like let's just hang out and just you know i hate the word jam but let's jam <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a jam i'm not a jam musician but, but yeah and we just we got together and started trying to write i don't think we tried i think we did right and um, you know when we first started pony lugged over his nine thousand pound piano across the lake and um and i <laughs> we sat in my living room and he played piano and i was playing bass and we wrote a tremendously sad song and then we both crying by the end of it and we looked at each other and we're like all right well i guess it, we can write together we can write songs yeah. together and, um that was you know, the first time the first time you guys uh, well, you, you don't jam, but you did. You did music together. Yeah, let's, let's say jam. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, jam, we wrote a song. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the not, nine thousand pound piano. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Kurzweil PC three X. So it's like a it's a digital stage piano, but it's like a motherfucker. It's like the keys are wooden and it's weighted, and it's it's taller than I am. Also, it's oh. it's, elect, it's electronic. Yeah, it's it's electronic, but it has like the keys are actually wood. Wow! So it's like it's like spelunking. It's like a dragging a log over to Alice's house <laughs> to go work on some music. You know? Okay, okay. That 
was that a regular thing, or that was just the first time? Like, fuck this, I'm going to use a little Casio. Yeah, 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 yeah no, fuck this. We actually <laughs> decided that we're going to, because we are very inadequate guitar players, we decided, let's play on guitars. They're significantly easier to carry. And, you know, four chords, and actually three chords, and you got a song. So, hey, I, um, I'll let you know a secret. TVI by the Stooges is one chord. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Right? Amazing. And A7, right? And Keep on Chuglin is a Creedence song, right? That's E7. I think Lime in the so, Coconut so, by Harry Nilsson is C7. So what you're saying is, I don't even need a guitar. I just need one goddamn string. Yeah. What, one make... fucking chord. Some songs have one chord, believe it, because everybody makes fun of the Ramones, right? Three chords and all this. But there's actually been yeah. some real big hits that are just one chord. Yeah. yeah. No, so that's like, maybe that's part of the way we wrote. It was also kind of like an equalizer between the two of us. And um, sometimes if you're too proficient on an instrument, sometimes it gets in the way of just writing a simple, good song. Absolutely. Um, like it's that thing in... in uh, Create, creatively speaking, if there's a boundary or yeah. certain parameters that you have to work within, you tend to think in ways you might have not thought if you just had, you know, you know what I mean. So, and I think in that yeah, way, example number one, fusion. Yeah, that, that there's what songs come out of that shit. It's just a bunch of yeah. you know, you know. I don't even we don't even have to discuss that, right? It's my <laughs> my, my biggest nightmare is becoming one of those guys. Okay, let me ask you the first gig that you did together? We've only done one <laughs> so far, yeah. Well, what so, about know, that is, one? This is a, it's a really new project. So we, we played at the Danny Clinch Gallery in Asbury Park. Um, Danny Clinch, the photographer. Songs. You're talking about the yeah, photographer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's taking my picture yeah, a few yeah, times. He's, he's amazing. You can he's check a, out the gallery. Okay, and so you played, the, you played the gallery. How'd it go? Did you bring the 9,000 pound fucking... <laughs> Kurt Weil or what? I, I, I brought my geek. Okay. And we were, the two of us were playing, because it was a stripped down acoustic set. Yeah. So it was, cause it, we, by stripped down, I mean we stripped. Oh, you were naked. Guitar players. They, they were all gone. It was just Alice, me, and two guitars, and a whole bunch of bravado. And Sherry. Um, <laughs> a little bit of sherry. Not sherry, what well, you mean the uh, the liquor? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes your pony throat coat of choice. So it sounds <laughs> like a, a success. Pony throat coat of choice. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a great day. We we did three sets though. Pony did a set of just pony on piano, and then I did a set with the guys that I used to play with in my band in Hoboken, and then Pony and I did a set together of the of Stars music. We did all five songs from our EP and um, and it was it, it was actually a really great day uh, I was terrified because again I'm not really a guitar player and then I, would, I felt really on the spot and I think Pony probably felt the same but it, we did well and it was a great crowd I mean it was it was packed they said that it was spilling out the door so it, I can't is, that, that. is that how you pronounce it of stars of yeah of stars okay so it's not an acronym nope no okay. of stars of stars, like like O F, like O V. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah, not that stupid. I'm kind of stupid. Not that stupid. Well, apparently we are. No, no, no. I was I was just trying to make like a equivalence. I understand they're spelled differently, but okay. It's like it's that thing where our name are we pretentious or just dumb? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Could be a little of both. Um, okay. I mean, really, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nod to my bandmate in Psychic TV, Genesis Peoridge, and it was a, a Jen always used of OV in place of of, and, um, you know, Pony has pointed out several times that, you know, also referring to ovum, the beginning, and egg. Um, oh, yeah. Referring the correct to self. So it, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, was it not for me? It was a nod to to my you know my bandmate. So I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, time for Brother Matt's spin cycle.
serious thing. Just imagine. Flashing through the vast space in this time. The areas just seem to vanish as
a lot of pace. I thought it was going great. It stopped them chunky jam. I'm talking to you.
Thank you so much, Brother Matt, for the 21 B-Day anniversary edition of the Spin Cycle. Please yeah, my uh, uh, pleasure. enlighten us to why you did what you did. My pleasure. I, 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 I took the theme of No Direction. Um, <laughs> I grabbed a CD and it was called No Direction. And so, so that started us off. I had some spike because that spike record from Craig Ibarra That's is right. righteous. So Which yeah. is uh, about Pedro, right? Yeah, all Pedro, Pedro bands here. It's, it's all, uh, it's 17 potential agitators making waves in the harbor area. Another <laughs> bitchin' creation from Craig Ibarra. That guy makes all kinds of cool shit happen. Water under the bridge. Yeah, mountains. yeah. So that's definitely a cool one to check out if you haven't I already. Think he, he runs it out of the fucking Dean. I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. Another cool thing happening at the Sardine. Yeah. Then we hit 11th Street, people have yeah, never in Pedro. Be there. They had some desert sessions in there, and then a slip spongle because of the splooge. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, had some beef heart in there to wrap it up. Something else. Yeah, yeah. So Happy anniversary. Yeah. 21 years. 21 in the bag. I haven't done too many things that long. So <laughs> thanks for letting me be a part of it. Oh, brother Matt, <laughs> thank you. Bringing your skills from the blue shift. Remember, yeah. in the way, this is the fallout from that. Yeah. Or the, the reverb, the echo from that show. Yeah, yeah, all the old all days. All my KXLU experiences. And uh, thank you so much. Pleasure is thank mine. Brother. May 11, 2022. Hold tight for hour three. May 11, 2022, it's the third hour of the Watch from Pedro Show. Today I woke up and put on my funeral boots. I walked out and sat by the ocean. I found myself thinking of you The mud from your slumber still kicked on My funeral boots I sat wondering what you would think of world and these thundering fools I've never known anyone quite like you I've never known anyone quite like you
and put on my funeral boots.
For Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Alice Genesee, Jeff Byrne, John Weingarten. I guess this is XPTV3, Funeral Boots, and then Crane with Rebirth of Mother Gaia, Kurt Stifle and the Swing Shift. Uh, Paul Ashley just recorded this. Happy to help. Mike Pride with part two of two, Mike Pride scene fucker number five, and then Dear Eyes of Stars. Okay, so tell us about this uh, EP. Um, so you go first. 
No, you go, honey. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, That's how we record. That's how we do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, um, we didn't, when we started writing, we didn't write with any agenda or an intent to record or write a specific body of work. We just were hanging out and writing, and it also happened through the pandemic, but we had a standing day of the week, which was Tuesdays, where we would always get together and... Um, try and write or just hang out and talk and they, so it was it was a kind of talk therapy through music basically <laughs> and um at some point um alice just said you know why don't we just why don't we just record that she feels that, that it's the right time let's just do a single um so we picked two songs and we went into the studio studio g in brooklyn oh tony mamoni yeah, yep, Tony's face. Big hero sure. of mine. Big hero yeah, of mine. He's, I recorded my third favorite. opera there. And Joel, oh, ha- yeah, Joel yeah, Hamilton. Exactly. Yeah, his partner. Yeah. Part- so, uh, yeah. And then, was it the old one or the newer one? It was in, it's the newer space. Okay. On, uh, it's around the corner from uh, at Beer Garden. Oh, what street are they on now? I can't remember. I've recorded um, at both of them. But they're expanding, too. You know, they, they're, having, they're uh, opening up an entire... New floor. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, I've dug him since he was a uh, bass player for Parobu. Oh yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah, uh, me too. The same. I, I and he's an amazing. He's just a lovely human. Yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoy when I get to see him. Miri cool. and um, Milo, right? The son. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a little boy now. Maybe, maybe he's twelve. Yeah, you're great. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. I remember um, when he came. Like I was doing my third opera, uh, Hyphenated Man. So, now you had one song when you first got together, right? Where, where does Deer Eyes fit in? Um, Deer Eyes, it was that, I don't, so there's a, there's a picture on Alice's wall. I don't know if she even knows this. Um, but it, She doesn't. She doesn't know this. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's a picture of a woman. She has red flowers around her neck. And while we were writing it, I was looking at that and I was going through something personally. And it just, that kind of, like that kind of deer and headlight feeling. I was going to say, when I was a little boy, I was with my mother in upstate New York and a stag jumped in the road and his eyes got lit up by our headlights and he charged us and wrecked the car. He got killed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was just well, a little boy. So maybe that's like how. If you can look at it, it's like even like that. That stag is he's in the headlights. He's in danger, but what does he do? He goes for it anyway. Right, right. Because it freaks so him out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like fuck it, I'm fucked anyway. So let's just go be a like a, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, and maybe like in an emotional or a spiritual way, we do that in our lives sometimes. And um, but and it's just an instinct that happens, and I yeah. think that song is—it's a little darker than the rest of the songs on the EP. Um, but we also have there's an homage on the production-wise to where I come from, so the drum beat's more of a tribal beat. Yeah. So which talks to older cultures, talks to older history, and like kind of tipping your hat to the people that came before you and went balls to the wall and failed and fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing about the grizzlies. You can climb a tree. You can climb a tree to get away. They can't climb trees. 
because they can't uh, close their hands. Yeah, but brown bears, black bears, they'll climb up the tree and get you. But a grizzly, that's one way to. You know, well, grizzlies are they're they're giant. I mean, they are really big, and the other guys are like more our size. Scott Ashton, the drummer of the Stooges, hit me to this stuff. But uh, look, look, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some more from this record. Better things, okay? And then, and then the uh, what do you call it? The eponymous song, right?
You know the I difference between a me. the difference between a rabbit and a hare. No. no. Rabbits have their babies in a in in a hole in the ground, and hares have them upside up, up, in bushes and stuff. Top top. I yeah. Had no idea. Yeah, jackrabbits are actually hares, and here here's how you can here's how crazy you know when I moved to Pedro here from Virginia, there was a dairy next to the Navy houses. And they had all kinds of jackrabbits. You know the way, you, I didn't know how to call them with a whistle or anything, but if you startled them, all you had to do was stay still because they make a big, huge loop. They're, they're not the smartest of animals. They'll come back. Yeah. Okay. 
Let me tell the people what we heard. Better things of stars than live in Marfa, Texas, part two of two, with Galaxy featuring Jonathan Horn and Lisa Cameron. Then finally, of stars with the song of stars. So is that like the story of the band? Um, it, it kind of is the story of how that band was named. We, funny, it was a, a song where we decided we were going to write a country song. <laughs> um, we were just like, oh, we're going to write a country song now. So I grabbed the guitar and just started playing. We started writing and singing and, um, you know, it, it became of stars. We were born of stars. And I don't think it was that day, but probably like a week or two later, it's we did have a working title for the band, which was terrible. Um, yeah. And we won't we won't tell you what it was or anyone ever. Okay. Um, at, least it wasn't, at least it wasn't Splooge. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, what about better? Let's get into better things. So that um, there's an unintentional, like, hero's journey on the EP that we didn't intend to be there, but it sits there. So it starts with Up Stars. And that's kind of like, we don't know where we are, but we know we're made of stars. There's something of value there. And then we go through the valley, and at the end of it, we wanted to leave people with a sense that there is hope. So there's there's better things. Let's just cheers to better things. And, you know, um, that was kind of like a, a trying to write a bit of an uplifting song, because everything else is sad. <laughs> but you know what? Also, I think we were sort of seeing, you know, we were... I'm not going to say we were coming out of the pandemic, because we're obviously still in a pandemic, but... But we were we were out more and people, you know, society was getting back to, you know, whatever, I hate saying new normal, but whatever normal is now. Oh, I hate that word normal. Um, it's so fucking I really so hate that word normal. I hate <laughs> it. Yeah, well, I've never been normal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Normal, so, I, I feel um, like it was a hammer that people beat me with when I was young. Yeah, now, exactly. They want to beat me with it now that we're... What would, so would you call the record a document? I do think so, yes. I would absolutely call it a document. Um, and in fact, one of the reasons I was so um, keen on recording was was that I did want to document this period of life because I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm at an age, like I, I feel like I lose a friend every week at this point and, and I just was like, I want, I want this saved. I want this music out there in the world. I really... I'm really proud of it. It, it. it was something, you know, it was a struggle for both of us to um, to pull out because it is emotional and we do have to trust each other tremendously and able to be able to, in, you know, to be able to write the way that we write. And, and there were tears and sometimes there were fights and um, that there was a lot of laughter and, you know, and and this really incredible friendship. Like there, there were times where I just yeah. felt really... You know, like, if I didn't see Pony for a week, I, it, I just couldn't wait for the next week, you know? Same. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel like we sort of saved each other um, emotionally in a lot of ways and spiritually I in some we ways were, as well. We were, we were touched on for each other. Yeah. During this, this not-so period, it was it just some way, there's, there's, you know there's going to be one day of the week that it's actually going to have some value, that there's someone there that you can just check in with and it, it's going to be okay. You know, I've been using this word, a lifeline. Do you believe music is a lifeline? Yes. <laughs> yes, no hesitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, absolutely. There's, yeah. there's something I'm about it. Miserable when I'm, not, I'm miserable when I'm not writing or playing. Like, absolutely, truly miserable. And what's the next yeah. plan? Um, we're performing with a full band. 
on June 30th in Brooklyn at uh, Red Hook Labs, which is part of the uh, first posthumous art exhibit by Genesis and Lady J. Breyer Peoridge. Um, so for me, it's a really meaningful event. And we do have Jeff Burner on board as a guitarist. So it's also going to be a little mini PTV um, homage to Genesis as well. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to playing as a full band. We're going to have visuals by um, Sam Zimmerman, who also did visuals for Psychic TV. So it should be an incredible, you know, hopefully will be an incredible night for all of us to remember. What about tour? Um, I, you know, I think we're sort of taking this one step at a time. Like we're going to play with a full band. And just because of where we've been at, I mean, I, I know you've just been on a tour. I, 48 I gigs in 48 nights. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> well, come on, we learned from Black Flag. They did 100 gig tours. They would do like three month tours. Crazy. I mean, you know, I, haven't so, on, I haven't been out on a six week tour in years. Like, you know, it's like a TV. We, because, you know, Jen was sick for oh, yeah, the last yeah. several years. We, we, we just had really short hops. We would do like two weeks and come home, and we, you know, we'd have to have a day off after flying just so that. Genesis could catch a breath and you know so it was, I haven't toured I haven't toured I haven't done a 30 and 30 in a long time that's okay that's okay <laughs> really long uh, please tell the people where they can find you on the internet ah you can find us on all the digital platforms but there's no of stars stars band there's no of stars, stars. Uh, website we just we're just working on it now it's just it's more of like a, a shop like a web shop and what's the URL called of, of stars band Dot com. O V S T A R S dot com. Band. Oh yeah. O V S T A R S B A N D dot com. Okay. It's been righteous to have you aboard uh, up next week. Okay. Uh, really an honor for me and Brother Matt to have you on board. Thank you so much. When you guys get another record, will you please come back on the show? Oh, of course. Thank you. you for having us. Absolutely. Yes, thank Absolutely. you so much. Great. Show. Anniversary show. That's right. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Please okay. keep on keeping on. <laughs> we will too. People, it's been May 11, 2022. This is what Peter should keep your powder dry.